It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW, in Sitka. Today is Friday, October 29th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Four new coronavirus cases were reported in Sitka on Wednesday, according to data from the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. Even with the additional new cases, the number of cases reported over the last week has dropped from 11 to 10 cases. If Sitka sees fewer than nine cases reported in a seven-day period, its alert level drops. For now, the alert level remains high. All in all, since the start of the pandemic, Sitka has reported 1,193 coronavirus cases, 24 hospitalizations, and five deaths. Some of the cases reported in the last week have been attributed to an outbreak at the Pioneer Home, In an email to KCW, DHSS Representative Clinton Bennett confirmed that seven residents and five staff members recently tested positive for COVID-19. He said staff are monitoring symptoms closely for the next 14 days, and affected patients and staff are being tested regularly. Local public health and state officials are assisting them with reviewing infection control precautions, testing, and treatment options for those infected. Traffic into the Pioneer Home is currently limited to essential personnel only. KCW also reached out to the Department of Public Safety for details on a recent outbreak at the Alaska State Troopers Academy. Representative Tim Despain confirmed that the Academy experienced an outbreak earlier this month, and the cases forced the program to push back classes by a week. Despain said that as of this Monday, those who tested positive had completed their isolation periods and classes at the academy resumed. Sitka's Fish and Game Advisory Committee wants to revive a local bear working group to look for solutions to the high number of kills in the community this season. The group wants the city to reinstate the Sitka Bear Task Force and to cooperate with the Department of Fish and Game, the National Park Service, and other agencies to mitigate Sitka's growing bear problem. KCW's Robert Woolsey reports. The tally of brown bears killed in Sitka now stands at 13. 12 bears killed by wildlife authorities and one killed by a car and whose cub was later euthanized by Fish and Game. Area management biologist Steve Bethune told the committee at its October 27th meeting that he doesn't know what kind of toll this is taking on the bear population of Baranoff Island because that number has never been determined. He asked the committee to write a letter to the State Board of Game to deploy a research team for a thorough two to three year study. With what everything is going on around here, I would would be uh, really interested in a Baranoff estimate. We've had population estimates on North Admiralty and Northeast Chichigoff. We've never had one anywhere on Baranoff Island. So I know a lot of people anecdotally think that the population is increasing. I can't say uh, with any data to to support that uh, one way or the other. Although he doesn't know how many bears are on Baranoff Island, Bethune is convinced that easy access to garbage is what brings them into town. Seven years ago, a Sitka Bear Task Force was formed to look into the problem and to explore possible solutions like upgraded garbage cans. Committee member Andrew Tomes served on the original task force, which, rather than recommend bear-proofing measures on cans, advised the Assembly to enact ordinances governing how and when Sitkins can dispose of garbage. Brown bears can get into whatever 
they're real strong. And so all of those things just don't work. And that's where it came down to, you know, you got to keep your garbage inside, reduce the amount of garbage you have or take it down to Crescent Harbor or the transfer station and drop it off. That was pretty much what we came to. The flaw in that plan was compliance. Bethune said that just one or two households improperly handling trash could bring bears into a neighborhood. Committee member Tad Fujioka suggested turning that behavior to advantage. What if you looked at it from the other way and uh, we had some booby-trapped garbage cans out there? Maybe it would only take one or two bad experiences for a bear to associate that big black thing with the uh, unfavorable experience. Bethune said he was interested in hearing creative ideas to address the problem. He's been a vocal advocate for the use of simple electric fences in Sitka, equipment which is relatively inexpensive. But for some committee members, there already was a proven method for managing bears in town. This is Woody Sear. It sucks and it's horrible, but I think being aggressive with lethal take is not a bad thing at all. And that by taking some quicker than you save more in the long run. Um, yeah, it, it seems like it's just way too okay for them to be in town. Member Jeff Feldpausch also was reluctant to move forward with a new task force since it seemed likely to lead to the same result. I have a feeling this is just going to turn around and be going to be like the initial round of uh, the working group. Um, Basically, it's going to attack the public and require them to come up with either more money to pay fines or more money to build a shed or whatever. And um, it's just going to turn back on the public. So I'm voting no. Feldpausch said that his strategy of choice was to thin the bears. Biologist Bethune responded that thinning the bear population around Sitka was not an option in his toolbox. The landscape had changed in recent years, literally. Prior to 2020, Sitka National Historical Park's trails were crowded daily with visitors, and bears were rarely seen. In the last two years, however, Bethune suggested that the park had become a sort of wildlife refuge. We've had a pretty good, pretty good, uh, almost a cooperative agreement between people and bears for many years where people, the park is for people during the daytime and bears use it at night, and it's it's become a, a place where bears are roaming freely all day long, and, and uh, it is potentially now a dangerous, dangerous situation. Bethune has examined all of the 13 bears killed in Sitka so far this year. None was skinny or hungry. Rather, they appeared to be in robust health with enough fat stores to survive the winter. That hasn't always been the case with Sitka's bears. Their circumstances change year to year. And so do the attitudes of Sitka's human residents. And this town is different than it was 20 years ago. And I hear all kinds of stories about, you know, we used to have a landfill. So when a bear showed up in the landfill, we'd just kill it and rolled into the rolled into the burn pit. Or um, back in the middle days, people were just would just kill a bear when it came into the neighborhood. So um, it's just a different different mentality now than, than it used to be. On a split vote, the Sitka Fish and Game Advisory Committee urged the Sitka Assembly to take measures to mitigate the bear problem. The committee will also send a letter to the Board of Game in support of a bear population study on Baranoff Island. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The U.S. Coast Guard reports intermittent VHF outages on the emergency channel 16, but says the situation has improved in the past two years. That's according to Commander Lyle Kessler, a Coast Guard spokesman. 
in 2019 in January, we had a, was our worst that we'd had. We I believe it was 19 sites that we had down at one time. Right now, there's only three sites down. It's been getting better and better. We switched contractors a couple of years ago, and we also made some improvements to the contract that allowed the contractors to um, do maintenance while they were doing repairs at the same time. So uh, enable them to do more work, essentially, than what the old contract had. Relay towers near Mount MacArthur, Cape Fanshawe, and Bead Island are at the best semi-functional and at the worst completely inoperable. The affected areas include the inland waters north of Afognak Island, the coast near Mount MacArthur west of Wrangell, and the area of Stevens Passage and Frederick Sound east of Cake. The Coast Guard says that these outages are expected to continue for the time being. Kessler says the remoteness of the locations and extreme weather of late have made repairs difficult. Kessler advises mariners to keep a secondary means of communications on board their vessels, such as a cell phone or satellite phone, and to file a float plan and carry emergency equipment on board. Alaska's Board of Fisheries has agreed next year to consider a change that could help research for a burgeoning mariculture industry. The board accepted an agenda change request at its online work session this month that would allow importation of live oysters for research. Oysters are farmed in Alaska but don't reproduce in the cold waters of the 49th state. State regulation allows import of the young shellfish for farming but not for study. That could change under a proposal by the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. Forrest Bowers, the deputy director of the Commercial Fisheries Division, told the board that the ban on import for research was an oversight. You know, as it stands, this prohibition has has hampered growth of the aquaculture industry because, um, you know, some of this research may uh, lead to improved oyster productivity in aquatic farms in Alaska. And, and growing the aquaculture industry is a, is a priority for the state. You know, the Governor's Mariculture Task Force has put a lot of work into this. That task force completed a final report to Governor Dunleavy in May with steps needed to help grow the shellfish and seaweed farming industry to a goal of $100 million in revenue over the next two decades. Oysters are projected to be a big part of that potential. One problem for the industry is a supply of young oysters for farming to a marketable size. The hope is to study what types can survive best in Alaska waters and help create a better local supply. The move is supported by industry and federal fishery managers, too. The board approved the request unanimously. That means they'll take up that proposal at a statewide fisheries meeting scheduled for next March in Anchorage. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News. This is 